Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillahi na'hamaduh wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد Last week, we spoke about worship in seclusion or the secret worship. And we ended last week's khutbah with a question that was posed to, our, to the pious before us. Why can't I wake up the night in prayer? Why can't I fast the day voluntarily and the response from these devout the ones that knew Allah the ones that sacrificed their life in worship for Allah was a simple response but was deep your sins have shackled you your sins have constrained you your sins have restricted you there is nothing more harmful on one's iman, belief in Allah, spiritual health, like that of sin and wrongdoing. Sin encrusts the heart. It rusts it. Creates a barrier between you and righteousness. Sin is destructive. And there are different levels and different kinds of sin. There's a sin that's not forgivable. If you come on the day of judgment with this sin, it is not forgivable. And this is shirk. Associating, associating partners with Allah. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih wa yaghfiru ma duna thalik. And then you have the sin that's forgivable. If you repent, the sin that you do 
that is directly related to you and Allah or between you and Allah, if you repent, then it is upon Allah. If He wishes, He will forgive you. Then you have this sin, like that of oppression. It's not forgivable. Even if you repent, until you return the right of the oppressed. Then you have different types of sinners. There are two that are very distinct. There's one that openly, publicly flaunts his sin, does not care about the boundaries that Allah has set, does not attend to them, does not think about them when he is sinning. He sins as though there is nothing wrong. This person deserves the punishment of Allah. And then you have the one that sins. The one that sins but regrets his sin, is embarrassed from his sin, feels humiliated before Allah Azza wa Jal after his sin. What did I do? I crossed the boundaries of Allah. He's scared from the punishment of Allah. He knows Allah. So he repents to Allah. Allah will forgive him. Adam and Iblis. Adam alayhi salam sinned. And he knew he sinned. So he repented to Allah. He repented upon him. Then you have Iblis. Why did you not prostrate when I commanded you? The response should have been, Oh Allah, forgive me, I sinned. But he doubled down arrogantly, haughtily, blatantly, openly, carelessly. I am better than him. This person deserves the punishment of Allah. A person with this ideology, this approach to sin, deserves the punishment of Allah. Like that of Iblis. Today, I want to talk about a sin that I have not mentioned yet. A sin that I have not mentioned or a sinner that I have not mentioned yet. This sin is considered to be from the most riskiest, the most dangerous types of sin. Now the one that committed shirk is out of the fold of Islam. And Iblis, when you sin knowingly, you know this is haram, and you sin whatever the, whatever the consequence may be. Allah said, don't drink alcohol, and I'm going to drink alcohol. This can lead you out of the fold of Islam with its conditions. So we're not going to talk about them. We're talking about someone that sins. That's a believer. That even may pray the night in prayer, as we will come to know. But he commits a sin that's so dangerous, that's so risky, that can cost him his iman. That can cost him every single good deed that he done. Dhunubul khalawat. Last week, was worship in seclusion. Today, sin in seclusion. The secret sin. Sins are committed. Sins committed in sins committed in seclusion are sins that are done deliberately. Committed, obviously, in private, knowingly, intentionally, and willingly. Transgressing and crossing the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Jal, making Allah the least significant 
of those that can see him. And this is the first alarm bell that you before people in your community, in your masjid, in your in your in your community, at your house, whatever it may be, you take into account what people may think of you, so you stay away from sin. I won't attend a certain sin because I fear public opinion or public retribution or whatever it may be. So I don't do it. But then when I am alone, when I am just between me and Allah and no one can see me, I will easily, freely and openly attend to this sin. They have not heard the verse of Allah. يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ مَعَهُمْ إِذْ يُبَيِّتُونَ مَا لَا يَرْضَى مِنَ الْقَوْلِ They hide their sins and their evil from the people, but they cannot hide it from Allah. Allah Azza wa Jal knows what you say, knows what you do, knows everything, good and bad. Because he encompasses you. He encompasses you and your actions. Allah Azza wa Jal encompasses you. You are his slave, his creation. He knows you and he sees you. Allah Azza wa Jal is Al-Alim, Al-Khabir. He's the all-knower. He's Al-Sami'. He's the all-hearer. He's Al-Basir. He's the all-seer. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنِ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورِ He knows even the slightest and the smallest of sins that you think no one sees you when you put your shades on, the ones that you can see out but no one can see in, maybe standing next to your other significant and you wear them on purpose so if something come past you can have a gaze. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنِ That gaze where no one can see, it's just a left or a right, that no one can see, he sees it. You're hiding from the, the person next to you. You are hiding from the person next to you. But you do not have shame that Allah knows, that Allah sees, that Allah Azza wa Jal hears. He is with them in everything they say and they do. It's this understanding of knowing Allah. Knowing that Allah knows, knowing that Allah sees, knowing that Allah hears. It's this understanding, this link between you Allah, you and Allah Azza wa Jal that will enable you to avoid sin. Especially those that are committed in private. The weaker this understanding of Allah, the weaker this connection with Allah, the weaker your link will be with Allah. And when there is a weak link between you and Allah, then sin becomes very easy. Sin becomes very easy. Take it like a traffic light. There are red light cameras. Would you cross a red light camera knowing that there's a camera and if you cross that line, you will cop a fine? There's a punishment and you know the punishment. There's a camera and you know what it does. It's watching you and it's waiting for you to cross that line. Will you cross it? I dare you, you won't, because you know that it's watching. You know if you cross it, it's going to snap you. And you know when it snaps you, there's a punishment coming. But if you were in one of those quiet streets where there's a quiet set of lights, and it's maybe in a quiet time of the day or at night, 
No cars around? Any police? No, there isn't. You might just... I'm only turning left, there's no harm. Left turn is permitted after stopping, yeah? It's your knowledge. It's your knowledge that that device is watching you. That made you scared. It's your knowledge of the fine that will come that stopped you from crossing that red light camera. But Allah Azza wa Jal sees your every action. He hears your every speech. And you still cross that line. And you still cross that line. Now I know for a fact that Allah Azza wa Jal has made sin, certain sin, easy, readily accessible. And this is on purpose. So Allah Azza wa Jal can decipher, can distinguish and sift those that are worshipping him truly from those that are fake and phony. Alif, Lam, Mim. أحسب الناس أن يتركوا أن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يفتنون ولقد فتن الذين من قبلهم فلا يعلمن الله الذين صدقوا ولا يعلمن الكاذبين the religion of Allah is not to be played with the statement of لا إله إلا الله is a very honourable statement no one can proclaim you can't just proclaim this statement and say I'm from these people Jannah is not cheap Jannah is not free And for you to enter And to be from the people that say La ilaha illallah Allah is going to test you To verify Are you from the truthful Or are you from the fake The phony Those that show people something But are truly otherwise Because it's easy to make claims And it's easy to refrain From a certain action In front of certain people For a greater goal Maybe. But it's those moments in the private settings of your yeah, seclusion. That's where it all counts. That's why it's said if you want to know the health of your iman, observe your deeds, observe your actions in this al-khalawat, in this seclusion, in these private times where no one sees you. That's where you will know. What your iman is and the health of it and what it's like in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah tested, as we said, that tested those that were before us, will test us and will test those to come with this very same test. He tested the companions, the best to tread this earth after the prophets and their messengers. Ya ayyuhalladina aman, la yabluwannakum Allahu bi shay'in min al-sayd. تَنَالُهُ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَرِمَاحُكُمْ لِيَعْلَمَ اللَّهُ مَنْ يَخَافُهُ بِالْغَيْبِ In Ihram, when you're going to Umrah or to Hajj, from the prohibitions is hunting. And the companions, they loved hunting. Something that was dear to their heart. So Allah Azza wa Jal tested them with game, with animals, wild animals. That generally, you hunt from afar. You, they're wild. You can't get close to them and they won't get close to you. But he tested them with wild animals that were almost tame, you can say. That came so close that their hands, that your hands can touch and grab. 
and your spears or your, your tools that you use for hunting can reach. So that Allah Azza wa Jal can test you. Whom of you really, truly believes in Allah and worships Allah and stands on the boundaries of Allah in the unseen, in the private times? I mention this verse because there is very much significance between it and many tests that we face nowadays. Namely, and specifically, one example that I want to share, the smartphones. The smartphones that each and every single one of us has in our pocket. And then you can use this example, you can use this principle in this verse to use it for any sin. Allah Azza wa Jal has tested you with a phone. Widescreen. Color. Sound. Internet. Very fast. Where are you? In your room, what's the door? It's locked. No one enters. What do you do? What do you do in this moment? You get a pop-up. You get an image. You get a message. You get a bad thought. And then this phone is in your hand. Like the game was in front of them and very much easy to grab. Allah Azza wa Jal wants to verify your iman. So fee Allah Azza wa Jal. And be aware of this test. Umar radiyallahu anhu, we know, this, we know this story. When he overheard the old lady telling her daughter, mix the milk with water, mix water with the milk. So that way we can increase the amount of, uh, of leaders that we have and we can make more money. She said, oh mother, don't you know that Amir al-Mu'mineen has prohibited this action? She said, where's Umar? Where's Umar? He cannot see. She said, if Umar cannot see, then the Lord of Umar can see. She feed Allah because she knew Allah. Or Yusuf alayhi salam. That was given the most beauty after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was tested with a female. The most beautiful of her time. She had beauty. She had status. The wife of, of the master. She had money. So she could pull strings. She could do whatever she had to do to get to what she wants. And she wanted Yusuf. And to know that Yusuf was the slave of the master. So now he's got someone that's beautiful. Someone with money that can probably free him. Someone with status. وَغَلَّقَتِ الْأَبْوَابَ وَقَالَتْ هَيْتَ لَكَ She closed the doors, seven doors as it was narrated or mentioned. Seven doors, door after door after door. No one can see. No one will know. I have the power to pull the strings. Come. قَالَ مَعَاذَ اللَّهِ No. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ رَبِّي أَحْسَنَ مَثْوَيْدِ My Lord. I'm going to disobey him. I'm going to transgress and to pass and to cross the lines of Allah Azza wa Jal and to prohibit and to attend the prohibitions of Allah. No. Noting that no one will know, no one will see, no one will hear. But Allah knows. Allah hears and Allah sees. How beautiful is it 
How beautiful is it in this situation that when everyone else fails, you pass. When Allah Azza wa Jal puts you in a test, you're aware to this test, that you pass this test. You stop, stand on the boundaries of Allah and say, Innahu Rabbi, Ahsana Mathway. You have a chance to, at work, to lie, to steal, to get an upper hand, to get an advantage, to whatever it may be. You can look at haram on your phone. You can lie, you, you can do whatever you want and no one will know. But you stop and you say, Innahu Rabbi, Ahsana Mathway. How beautiful is it? This, my brothers, is al-ihsan. That you worship Allah Azza wa Jal as though you see him. أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهِ فَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهِ فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهِ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكَ You can't see him, but he certainly can see you and you live your life on that, on that path that Allah sees and he's everything I do. You pass. You will pass like that. And you will enter the highest of paradise. And ta'bud Allah ka'annaka tarah. Fa'in lam takun tarah. Fa'innahu yaraq. Aqulu ma tasma'un. Wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum fa'astaghfiruh. Fa'yafawz al-mustaghfirin. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa la'udwana illa ala man zalama wa bagha. Wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uthi al-mustafa salawatu rabbi. وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد في سن and في sin in seclusion fear for the effects of sin in seclusion are damaging detrimental in this life before the next it uncovers the veil between you and Allah Azza wa Jal, it will expose you. And it will lead you to an evil ending. And that's the least of your worries. Because if you have an evil ending, everything after that will be more evil. And if you have a good ending, then everything after that will be better. So fear the evil ending and fear sin. In seclusion, the Prophet said that I know of a people that will come on the day of judgment with good deeds like the mountains of Tihama, mountains in the Arabian Peninsula, mountains of Hasanat, white from its purity. Allah Azza wa Jal will turn it into scattered dust. He thinks he's safe. I mean, these mountains of Hasanat on the Day of Judgment, I'm cool. Sifhum lana. The companion said, describe them to them, describe them to us. Jallihim lana. Tell us, who are they so we do not fall intentionally or unintentionally into the same sin that these people fell into them. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ana innahum ikhwanukum. They're your brothers. وَمِنْ جِلْدَتِكُمْ They have the same lineage or the same skin as you. So they're Muslim. So what's their story? And he says, وَيَأْخُذُونَ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ كَمَا تَأْخُذُونَ Not only are they Muslim, but they used to do deeds. Serious deeds like the night prayer. Night prayer is not for anyone. It's not for the faint-hearted. This needs 
energy. This needs belief. This needs strength to be able to get up and pray. These people got up and prayed. They used to pray the night prayer. وَلَكِنَّهُمْ However, these people أَقْوَامٌ إِذَا خَلَوْا بِمَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ انْتَهَكُوهَا وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ That when they were alone, they crossed the boundaries of Allah. They sinned, transgressed the boundaries of Allah Azza wa Jal. These people, no matter what they come with on the Day of Judgment, their deeds, even if they were the mountains of Tihama in size, Allah will turn it into dust. So transgressing the boundaries of Allah in seclusion, intentionally, knowingly, can lead you to the same ending as these. And the, the, the humiliation and the punishment increases. These people will be thrown into Jahannam. And the humiliation in Jahannam will increase. Not only is it physical punishment, but it's also humiliation. So the punishment can be of all sorts. What are you doing here? What are you doing in Jahannam? Weren't you the person that said to us, do and don't do? Weren't you the person that said to us, this is halal and this is haram? Alasta kunta ta'muruna bil ma'roof wa tanhana anil munkar? When you're the one that used to say halal, haram, do, don't do, prohibition, command. What are you doing in Jahannam? Why are you here? He will say, كُنْتُ آمُرُكُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَلَا آتِهِ وَكُنْتُ أَنْهَاكُمْ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَلَا آتِهِ I used to prohibit you, or I used to command you and tell you to do good, but I never used to do it myself. And I used to prohibit you and, and tell you not to attend evil, but I used to attend it myself. He showed them something. In front of them he was something. But when he turned his back, when he was alone, he was something else. He was evil. So this person earned himself the punishment of Allah Azza wa Jal in this world and the next. So fear Allah and fear sin and fear on top of all this sin, fear, sin and seclusion. Seek Allah Azza wa Jal. Ask Him for His forgiveness and repent to Him abundantly. And do not cross the boundaries of Allah for crossing the boundaries of Allah comes with pain, comes with loss and comes with humiliation in this world. And the next, I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from those that stand on His boundaries. To attend to his commands and stay away from his prohibitions. In Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayuha alladina amanu. Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Wabarik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma ya sami al-sawt. Wa ya sabiq al-fawt. Wa ya kasi al-idhan. 